Welcome to the Maidenless Podcast, where we discuss characters, creatures, and themes from everybody's favorite video game, Elden Ring. And today, we'll be discussing the start of our journey as a tarnished in the lands between exploring the area of West Limgrave. We're here to talk about Elden Ring. I'm Alex. I'm Drew. Yay, and we just watched the opening cinematic of Elden Ring. What did you think, Drew? Uh, well, it, it was the first time since I started playing the game back in February that I watched it again. And there were some little nuggets that I had not noticed the first time around. It was also way funnier uh, the second <laughs> time. <laughs> There's it's- certain voice actors in that game that really like did too much almost and and i love them for it and that was one of them i i love his delivery of that whole thing i feel that there's a rich history of from software voice actors giving just so 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 much oh yes uh, from ds1's like just the guy who moans for your character when he gets you know what i'm talking about every time that you get like hit or die and the the character just goes Oh, <laughs> yeah, the character sounds. Yep. Oh my, uh, that's yes. some of my favorite stuff. Indeed. Okay, so opening cinematic. Yeah. So it starts off. I, I don't even remember how it opens. It's with the hammer, right? Yep. So we it's got the, the hammer. hammer. And then, um, I don't know. I I wrote down a couple notes on the opening cinematic. What were some things that stuck out to you? Uh, this time around, I because I don't know if I was paying so much attention the very first time. I was just sort of like, oh, finally, I've been waiting for this to come out. So it was almost like not giving it the gravitas I needed to. Um, one of the things I never realized was that they make such a big deal about fog in this one. Because oh, I remember fog. fog being like in Demon Souls and Dark Souls and stuff. Like the fog being this great separator of uh, the separator of, of the kingdom that all the non-cursed oh, yes. people are from. Yes. And, the, and so it's one of those things that puts that little harebrained uh, conspiracy theory in my mind of is is this attached to that world are they yeah. are they related to each other because i i feel like fog doesn't play that big of a role in the gameplay i mean we still get like the the golden fog yeah, walls and fog. stuff but it's not really like mentioned much no i always thought that that was kind of just a way for them to and maybe this is me just generalizing too much but i always thought it was a way for them to just kind of sever ties with reality oh sure to be like because in this one you know a lot of people have talked about the uh connections to norse mythology Ah. and how a lot of times you know that's it's it's a great fog that connects kind of like the world of the gods from the world of the mortals okay so i always kind of thought of it was of it as a way to like say that you know this isn't connected to real life at all and just the it's the fantasy uh, what do you call framing device? Sure, yeah. I kind of put that together uh, with the like dragons and stuff that it was not <laughs> <laughs> attached to reality, but oh, I could oh, wow. I might be operating on a different kind of wavelength. That's I don't true. Know. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the hollows when you first get to the you know. Yep. We don't have those either. No, we don't. But fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so the one thing that stuck to me uh, stuck in my brain. Wow, stuck to me. Uh, Margaret and Radon, which I didn't see the first time around. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, who's that old man with a stick? Mm-hmm. Is he hitting a lion? What's going on? 
Um, Moog and Mikola. Didn't notice that the first time around. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful painting, too, or whatever the medium is, that I don't think my brain really took it in in the, t the first time I sure. saw it. And that's one that I've looked at a lot because, I don't know, I like those two characters. I think it's very interesting. But uh, anyways, that, that the, the beauty of the, the artwork there didn't really hit me because it's just kind of like a big dark side of the frame and a tiny little white side of the frame. And you just frame kind of glosses over because there's all this epic imagery. But that one stuck out to me this mm -hmm. time. Um, Oddly, I, I always felt like, and this is, I'm fine with this just being me. I always felt like the most like, intriguing visual from that is still the loathsome dung eater getting yes <laughs> getting hung i don't know why that's so interesting to me it's easily the creepiest one it's the one that in my initial playthrough brought the most questions to my mind as well i was like i gotta meet this guy and figure out what his deal is and in true from software fashion, I did meet the guy and still have no idea what his deal is. <laughs> have you watched any of the... Oh, I can't remember what the guy's name is. He has like a... I think he's New Ze from New Zealand. Okay. But he does these... I'll link this if I if I release this. But um, he does these videos like, what's the deal with the Weeping Peninsula? Oh, okay. What's the deal with the Loathsome Dung Eater? He just does a very humorous thing. Okay, sweet. On, I'll on the lore. watch that. Um, the other thing uh, was the Christian symbolism. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, with uh, America. It, like, the first time we see her, she's in, like, the crucifixion pose. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very interesting. And as someone who was raised in a Christian household, sometimes that stuff kind of just washes over my brain. Like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't see it. Yep. And I have to always remind myself that this is a Japanese studio mm -hmm. and that Christianity is very new mm -hmm. as compared to, like, or maybe not new, but like not as accepted in in their society yeah, as a prevalent. as a big you know with a huge religion that it is in America. Mm -hmm. And so, as an American raised in a Christian household, when I first saw that cinematic, I was just like, -da 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 -da. yep. And now I watch it back, and I'm like, after playing the game, and it's like, oh, all the obvious you know, oh, yeah. Christian symbolism in the game. It's weird. Like I, I mean, I grew up in a Christian household. I still live in a Christian household. I'm a Christian, but that sort of like it's always the like hanging up type of t pose yeah um for whatever reason what my brain always associates that with is watching like the olympics uh, you know the like rings the yeah that's okay. always the first thing that pops in my head any weirdly because it should probably be the crucifixion that pops <laughs> into my mind but it's always like oh yeah it's the rings it's yeah the, <laughs> which is you know admittedly a dumb thing to have pop into my head but well, and, and just one more thing on that before mm -hmm. we completely go down this rabbit hole is I do think it's interesting that maybe it didn't quite hit my brain, too, is because it wasn't a standard T-pose. Mm. And we see a lot of the live, laugh, love stuff with like, you know, oh, the, yeah. the background of like the, Kel you know, more Celtic style crosses yeah. that are very straight. Mm -hmm. And this has got that kind of rounded yeah. top on it, which it's a Y pose is real is more natural if someone was crucified yeah. and not held in the middle. So they're going to sag. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. It is. But uh, the other thing before we go, I love Fia. I have to shout out Fia oh, because sure. I didn't even know who she was in the first time. And Fia's quest is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a cool quest. I, It's interesting watching it this time around too. Like I'm trying to gauge kind of like who the game holds significant, who the writers of the game held to be significant characters. Because I definitely like went a weird route with meeting all the NPCs and whatnot. And so it's just like 
always a little odd to me like okay who are the actual like main characters in this game and i know that's always a big question in FromSoft, but it seems like uh like gideon i think i just wasn't paying attention enough the first time i played through and i was like oh it's just some like annoying guy yeah you know but he's he's like on par with like Horaloo, it looks like and mm-hmm. fia's somehow up there yeah and so it's making me like reevaluate like what is the significance of every person yeah and then realizing just now that we're that weird dead guy that shows up at the very beginning <laughs> like i don't know what i was doing when i was playing it the first time but like i did not make any of those connections <laughs> like oh uh, i'm like i'm one of those characters yeah Interesting. yeah and it makes me wonder like what the heck were we doing when we died? Because it, like, it, it assumes that Horalu came back to life, right? Yeah. And that uh, Fia came back to life and that mm-hmm. Gideon. So, and they were all doing their things, mm-hmm. like their separate things. Like, how'd we die? Well, it did say a tarnished of no renown. Right, right. So <laughs> maybe it was very embarrassing. That's why they didn't include it. I hope so. Like <laughs> slipped, fell on own sword, or oh yeah, or like had a bathroom accident. <laughs> They're very common. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I suppose fell, cracked the head on the toilet, or something. You know. The other question I had, and maybe you can clear this up, was so the the shattering happened after the ring was broken. A- according to that, like the shattering was when all of the all of the kids who hated each other started fighting. Yeah. I I don't know. I thought that the shattering was when the ring was broken. I thought that's what everybody always referred uh, to, but they're separate incidents. Yes. Well, I think there I think the implic imp, the implication is that um like the the war was trick cuz they said triggered. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting that the shattering cuz they call the war the shattering, but then there's also the shattering of the Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And I think they're meant to draw a parallel between one mm-hmm. another. Okay. Um but I think it's interesting that they they blame the shattering on America, but then they blame the war, the shattering on the mad taint of their newfound strength. I like that quote. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just a funny. There's always funny ways that they word these I things. <laughs> I don't know. That one's particularly goofy to me, but it's yeah, very angry taint. Right. <laughs> inflamed perhaps oh no (laughs) Um, (laughs) no wonder they went to war yes oh man it's probably scarlet rot (laughs) oh god (laughs) later we'll get into that stuff later i guess but oh yeah i didn't i guess i also from like i mean it's weird that um what ronnie's the only ronnie's the only one of of the kids that you even get to really like talk to i mean you sort of get to hear from uh from uh goodness why can't i remember her name everyone has such similar names the blade of micola uh melania yes melania thank you like you get to hear her tell you over and over and over i am melania blade of micola like every time you die but like ronnie's the only one that you kind of get to like dialogue with indeed and so it's it's weird because i like because of that i don't ever think of her as being one of yeah you know she's well, not redon she's not like she also isn't enormous right that like yeah <laughs> we get to talk to margot morgot a bunch mm-hmm. but he's also huge and scary you know and redon grunts at us mm-hmm. a bit he's huge and scary 
And Ronnie's just kind of your size. Yeah. A little scary, but... Runt, runt of the litter, I suppose. <laughs> I guess. Well, she has intelligence. Although we never really meet her, do we? Well, not her... Her, her physical yeah, form, her physical right? Form. We see a, like a husk of it yeah. up, upstairs, but yeah. We were getting way ahead of yeah, ourselves. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just all the questions. Just I had one questions. more note on yeah. the infinite cinematic is that I love... Um, the place where like the burial chamber for mm-hmm. the tarnished where they're like they have like the censure or whatever yeah. and they're, like doing the smoke it always reminded me of uh first time i saw it, it reminded me of moria mm. like the the dwarves tomb the tomb yeah. of balin i believe that's yep. what it's called that set from the lord of the rings and then the other thing it reminded me of is the bloodborne chalice dungeons which i haven't got to play bloodborne yet i, I downloaded it i'm very excited to but i have not played it yet oh you downloaded it I did. It was free, so oh, I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. Score on yep. on uh, PS5? Yep, on nice. PS5. So very I'm awesome. very I'm very much looking forward to it. But um so we're gonna talk about the beginning of Elden Ring and the first area, Westland Grave, today. And so it, when we start out Elden Ring, we see that opening cinematic, and we have ten classes we can choose from. I guess we see we choose our class before the cinematic, right? I believe that is correct. Okay. So the 10 classes are Hero, Bandit, Astrologer, Warrior, Prisoner, Confessor, Rich, Vagabond, Prophet, and Samurai. Nice. So, Drew, what class did you choose on your Elden Ring adventure the first time? I chose the Wretch. And that is because in every. Dark Souls, whatever FromSoft game that I have played up to that point, I have been a deprived. And I don't know why. I mean, I, I know that part of it is the very first time I played Dark Souls 1, I accidentally uh, went, I, well, I deliberately went with the thief. Um, sneaky. Yes, very sneaky. I grabbed the wrong starting gift or the right one, depending on how you like to play. Wound up in Blight Town a little bit too early, the back way. And ever since then, I have been like, you know what? I'm going to keep it simple. <laughs> We're going to start out just a uh, piece of wood and a loincloth <laughs> and figure out the game that way. It seems authentic to me. I don't know. That's why. That's wild. I've never heard that story from you before. <laughs> How That's about crazy. you? What did you start, what did you start with? <laughs> uh, it, I started with the Confessor just because they looked really cool. That's a good reason. I yeah. like that. I thought they had the coolest starting gear. Sure. And I thought the broad... So the other thing that we should probably talk about is Dark Souls 2. 2. Did you ever hear that term tossed around? I have heard that a lot. Yes. Okay. So I took that very seriously the first time <laughs> I Scholar started of the this. second sin. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I was like, broadsword? Heck yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. The broadsword <laughs> is OP. And so... um not so much in this game. No. I mean, depending on how you play, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. So then we we watch our opening cinematic and we end up in the chapel of anticipation, where room there's a dead person in the corner and a lot of messages that say praise the jumping. Mm-hmm. So we all jumped. Oh yeah, and I I tore through every piece of furniture in that <laughs> whole room, <laughs> like Link in a room full of pots. Exactly, with even less incentive to do it. You don't get rewards, no. but. Man, it's a satisfying animation. I was about to say, it is its own reward, Yes, I would say. <laughs> The sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chapel of Anticipation, we open the door, and we see a lovely, um, beautiful architecture, 
uh, with a color palette of grays, blues, some gold moss and grass growing on things, lots of storm clouds, make our way down some uh, scaffolding and some stairs to a big pavilion where we see the first boss of the game, the Grafted Scion, the infamous From Software tutorial boss. Mm-hmm. And I died to that thing quick. Yes. <laughs> As with every one of their bosses. <laughs> what did you think of the design of the boss, the Grafted Scion? It creeped me out to no end. <laughs> I have a certain threshold of arms that I can handle. And after two, it gets to be a little bit, uh, a little bit more than I like. And that thing definitely had more than two arms. His yeah. swords were fun. His shield was very fun. I yes. would have loved to have looted those from his corpse, <laughs> but uh, alas, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about it. Upon victory, I mean, I died to the Grafted Scion very quick. I actually had a heal, too, because you don't have any heals for that fight oh. at the beginning because you don't have your yeah. Crimson Tears yet. So. I actually had heals as the confessor, but I don't. I didn't. Again, I was like you, paralyzed oh, by yeah. fear, and I didn't uh, think to use it, so I died pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, upon victory, you get uh, his swords. I don't remember the actual title of those swords. It's, I think it's the ornamental. Is it straight the ornamental swords? straight swords? There you go. I yeah. think we got it. Um, and then the bear crest shield. Mm-hmm. Did you I, ever use any of those? I uh, so part of the other. Uh, reason that I go for deprived slash wretch every time is because you start out with like 10 on mm-hmm. everything. Is that the same in this game? Is it yes. 10 on everything? Yeah. And you start out as a level one, so mm-hmm. you can, uh, you know, level up to like pretty useful stats pretty quick. Um, and so I definitely play through trying as many different things as possible. Ah, okay. So my first playthrough on any of those games takes forever yeah because i want to find every item that i can Mm -hmm. i want to see what all the what all the attack animations are like are there weapons that aren't maybe effective but super fun to use that sort of thing and uh one of the many builds that i've morphed my my guy his name is bonk i morphed uh bonk (laughs) into uh over over this last year almost year of playing uh used that shield yeah. for aesthetics mm-hmm. it yeah. is very pretty it's very pretty I forget what is actually on it it's just a bunch Probably of like bear. golden designs and uh-huh. things like that I, I i couldn't picture the specifics of it i just was like shiny big I i'll think take I'm it thinking of like patches has a very interesting shield in this game and i think i'm thinking of that one mm. but anyways upon defeat then we uh we weirdly enough what freaked me out because every other um dark souls from software game that i've played when you die to the the tutorial boss you always get you know the you talked about the oh yeah (laughs) and then you get the you died and Mm -hmm. then the dark and then it fades out this one just was like black screen yeah did you notice that yeah that was kind of weird and jarring yeah but with any new game too it was a new console i got a ps5 specifically for this game yeah and it was a new console new game and when that happened my heart sank and i was like oh no either the game crashed which isn't the worst but it can be very annoying and brought me flashbacks to oblivion days where the game crashes and then all of a sudden everything you've ever done is corrupted and you have to go get like a ged and stuff to it's horrible and then so it was that or oh no, like I somehow broke my PS5 right away. 
Yikes. Yeah, they know how to make you panic. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was weird. I thought that was kind of strange. But then it goes to another cinematic of we see Melina in Torrent. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was kind of cool. I forget exactly what she says there. Some to Torrent. <laughs> yeah, she talks to the horse, which yeah. is cool. Um, but yeah, basically says something like one of their kind is sure to... I love you talked about the voice actors earlier. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people will have heard that at this point or not, but um, they always go for it. Oh, and yeah. like even Melina, who is a very subdued mm-hmm. like voice, you know, she kind of has a soft voice, a little bit breathy. She was like, seek the Elden Ring. <laughs> that's when I was like, oh, yeah, OK. Elden oh, that's Ring. the name of this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there's other characters that do that, oh, too. Yes. It's like anytime they say Elden Ring, it's the Elden Ring. Ring. <laughs> um, okay, but anyway, so then we uh, we pop up in the actual tutorial area, mm-hmm. and that's the area you mentioned. Do you yes. want to tell us about that? Yeah, little little dank cave with a little hole in the ground. Now, when I played it, I think it was before they had done the update that made that optional. Because I believe there was like a pretty early patch that like. Oh really? Yeah, I I think I like because I got it like day one. Yeah, so did I. I think day one it was, it was not an optional area to go through. No. Like you couldn't just go left and up up the stairs and out the door, and so I went down there and fought the hardest boss in all of all of From Software history. Pop ups, <laughs> tutorial pop ups. <laughs> yes. Oh, they get me every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, the the guy who I've uh, seen affectionately referred to as Rick, Soldier of God. Yes. <laughs> Soldier of God, Rick. Soldier of God, Rick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've heard some people say that they completely missed the tutorial. Area. Oh, man, that's I, a shame. <laughs> yeah, I did it because I talked to the little ghost man. Mm-hmm. And he says, take the plunge. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to say, take the plunge, you won't die. Yes. <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> But I did take the plunge, and I was going to just say, like, you know, it's interesting. This is the first game where I feel like they have done the tutorial pop-up, like, tell you how to play their game. Yep. Because before, it's there's, like, a thing, like, R1 attack. Yeah. You, you know? could, like, open up the little messages on the yeah. ground. messages Here on the ground. Here they're like, no, you need to know this. <laughs> yeah, you need to know this, which people have complained about. But I didn't think it was too bad. No. You can actually turn them off. I started a new game the other day and I turned them off. I had no idea. Yeah, you turned them off. There are many things I have not done in that game. <laughs> <laughs> so the first enemy you meet are the uh, the kind of uh, hollowed nobles. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were kind of cool, you know, pretty easy to take out. Oh, yeah. And then we start to see the soldiers of Godric. They, because you're immediately in like, you talked about the cave and then it opens up into like this little like wood, like a lush green area. Mm-hmm. And there's one of the soldiers up on the ridge, like shooting a ballista yep. at you or a... The crossbow, crossbow yeah. and then we start to fight a few soldiers and then we have the actual boss fight with the, the listed boss um oh the other thing that is new to this game from other souls game are the stakes of america yes indeed what do you think of the stakes of america throughout the game so because of my unorthodox methodology when playing these games i did not understand the point and uh and so, so okay. i i now i i would activate them um or is it is it or no stake of america is where you respawn there yeah right? that's where you yes. respawn when so you... 
that i didn't know what was doing that ah okay i didn't understand i must have just skipped whatever the pop-up was for yeah. it you know not really read stuff i was like i figured this out and so i was like why why am i here <laughs> and uh so yeah that was a, a fun surprise it, it took me until i think the second uh the second uh, Erd Tree Guardian that I fought to realize that there was an actual thing that made uh, you. Because yeah. I'd see a little icon appear mm-hmm. in the upper left too. And I was like, <laughs> what is that? Do, am I cursed? Do I have some sort of power up that I didn't know about? Like yeah, an item a... that I used? No, nope, Stake America. There's just a ton of like, that's another thing we can get into is all of the buff and debuff mm-hmm. uh, oh, symbols. Man. They're very confusing. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we Sake of America. I think they're a great addition to the franchise in oh, general yeah. because I didn't like doing boss runs. Yes, oh. it just felt like oh. you were being like slapped on the wrist. <laughs> yeah. Like you messed up. Now think about what you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I heard that if you die in Minnesota, that you. <laughs> that you pop, you respawn at the Mall of America. <laughs> Oh no! I knew that one was coming. Yeah. Oh, Could do boy. nothing to stop no. it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great not to have to do boss runs though. That's been there's still a couple. I think there's still a few bosses that you kind of have to like suffer a little bit to get back there. I'm trying to remember who the one was that I just spent a really long time trying to. Def- oh. It's way later, but there's a cave. There's a cave boss. We'll get to it someday. Okay, but okay. There's there's one where the boss run for that is you basically have to go through the whole cave, over oh, and over and over. Yeah. It's the it's the like the spoilers. invisible yeah spoilers. spoilers. There's there's an invisible snail that you have to fight. Oh yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. the worst. I hate that cave so much. <laughs> but anyway. Anywho, back on track. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, first grace yes so we get our first grace bonfire bonfire <laughs> yes i've been brainwashed now I, I used to call them bonfires and now i call them grace nice so you the, do the branding has worked I yes guess. <laughs> i still call them souls though i don't really call them i know rooms. i call them souls as well <laughs> uh but what do you think of grace versus bonfire design functionality i think it was necessary change if they didn't want us to think that this was dark souls 2 2 yeah <laughs> slash dark souls 4 like it had to be something yeah but what i respect about them is that they still like keep so many themes like exactly the same yeah like they've got such a strong identity now mm-hmm. i'm excited for spoilers armored core oh, uh, yeah. to figure out you know what they're gonna do there if there's if they're going to keep it like similar because uh, i know there's a big history of those games which i haven't done much yeah, research into i kind of want to see a giant mech suit pop yeah. down at a bonfire <laughs> a little bit but no I, I i like the sights of grace i like that they're actually like brighter i don't remember like bonfires actually yeah. being all that like bright mm-hmm. and so it's kind of it does add to the like oh there one is thank goodness like that yeah. hopefulness and the the relief and i do like the little rays that point mm-hmm. you in the direction i thought that was a cool way yeah. to kind of be a little bit because you know the open world is very different than the oh, yeah. very structured encounters of the last games yeah um so you know that was nice to just be like hey we know you're on your own little adventure mm-hmm. but if you want to stick to the plot it's it's over here oh yeah um cool so then uh 
question for you about this area. Yes. Because I know the way that they design it, a lot of these times they like want you to come back, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I don't want to come back if I can get stuff done right away. Yes. Now, I think if I remember correctly in the little like gifts or whatever trinkets mm-hmm. that you can select at the beginning, you can select the stone dagger things. Stone sword key. Yeah, yes. Stone sword key. Yep. Did you do that? And I did you go down did there? Not. No. I not the first did. Thing. That was the first thing I did oh in my the game. Gosh. <laughs> no. I saw a secret area and I was like, good. This is this must be like this early reward. Well, it was that initial like there's a fog wall and it was a gray fog wall, which is what I'm used to. And so I was like, there's a boss back here. It's early on in the game, so there's a gamble where it's like this could be just an early, you know, an early run that I could do for runes, I suppose, souls in my mind, but runes, or this might be a part of the game where they expect me to come back later and revisit it. And to that, I say, screw that. Let's do it now. So I unlocked the thing, ran into the little uh, little poison pool there. The little troll from yep. the developers. <laughs> Here's one right off the bat. And then immediately met the chariot and uh, worked my way down there only to find that there was a boss that I was not equipped to fight <laughs> at the very bottom. <laughs> so through stubbornness, I got myself kind of stuck. And uh, then through stubbornness, I persisted. Fought him probably 20 some times before I kind of figured out how to like beat him down to stagger him and then go in for a critical. It took me forever to figure out what was going on with the critical too because oh, yeah. it was the ulcerated tree spirit they're so big where do you crit them yeah well yeah it's so big i was always behind it whenever yep. it would fall over and then i would like go well it fell over <laughs> like i have to be able to crit this thing and it wasn't until like pretty far into my attempts that i realized where his head was yeah. and then it Oh, it's that weird glowing orange spot on the side of the on the side of the head. I wasn't used to them helping like that. Yeah, and so it was like it was just a ba- it was a very confusing visual fight. But well, I on got some it. of the bosses, they I feel like they have to help you because they oh, are yeah. so oddly shaped. Yes, I didn't even. I still am not a hundred percent sure I know what the ulcerated tree spirits really look like. You know, like a big flying slug in my brain. Yeah, it's kinda... I know what their mouths look like. <laughs> I'm very well acquainted with the mouths. <laughs> so you uh, beat the ulcerated tree spirit after several attempts and uh, got the golden seed. And did you also get the dragon communion seal? That's another thing I remembered was down there. Oh, you know, there. so there's a large amount of items that I like maybe looked away for a second when i got them mm-hmm. and then when i would go through my inventory i'd go what the heck does that yeah. do there's and so then many I, things there's so many things and so even now there's stuff like i had never used one of the uh spoilers but one of the uh the goodness what do you call them the arcs the rune arcs oh rune arcs i only used my first rune arc um maybe a month ago because i didn't know what they were and so i kept getting them for like helping people and stuff I'd get these things and I'm like, what does this do? And then I, <laughs> and I never could figure it out. And it seemed like using them didn't do anything. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, I mean, long way down the road, too, from well, talking Well, you're not going to get a great rune for a while. Right, and even when I got great runes, I didn't know what to do with those either. I yeah. thought when I cash, spoiler, when you cash them in for the sweet <laughs> gear, I thought that's what I was doing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I, you know, don't have that anymore. Yeah. And then I just never revisited. So I think with the, like, Dragon Communion thing, I had no idea I had it. I'm still not even sure I've used it. We'll yeah, see. I mean, it's just a seal, sacred seal that boosts the dragon incantations, which I guess we'll get to. Okay, yeah. So we emerge from that little area, your real tutorial area, mm-hmm. and then we get out to the second grace where we are greeted by quite the view. The second time I, I took it in a little bit more, I guess not second time, but this time when I was looking at the beginning of the game with more of a critical eye to talk about it, I noticed that from... Um, I don't know if it's from the, the uh, what is it called? The Fringe Folks Heroes Grave where mm-hmm. you emerge. I don't know if you can see everything from there, but I looked from the, the next church where we're going to be. So I assume that you can see everything from the beginning. But I saw the, uh, the Chapel of Anticipation where we started mm-hmm. to the left. Then you see Stormvale Castle. Then you see the Erd tree, and I did definitely didn't catch this the first time, but you can actually see the Forge of the Giants. Really? Yes. Oh. And I came back with the telescope after I bought it just to make sure, and you can definitely see the Forge of the Giants, yes. the big bowl. Oh, so, dude, that's sweet. Yeah, so right from the beginning, they show you every place where you're supposed to go, and then we have our first like real NPC that we can talk to and interact with, which is Vare. Vare, the greatest NPC of all time. Love him. Yeah, he has quite the voice. Yeah. I mean, he's he's like, that voice actor should win every award that you possibly can. <laughs> he's so creepy, so intriguing, so, like, spiteful in his delivery of every line. Like, he oh, yeah. hates you. And I, I still, I mean, I figured out why we won't go into those spoilers right now. But, like, I could not for the life of me understand what i did wrong to this man <laughs> i was like dude why are you roasting me He's every sentence has a roast in it it seems yeah, like right? it really like does putting me straight down and we we a lot of this conversation was lost to time mm-hmm. and i'll do my it says unfortunately for you you are made in this <laughs> and then um what did he say uh over the hill to challenge Godric the Grafted. Mm. And he talks about the round table. He gives tons of plot Yeah, for such an angry, angry man. Oh, yeah. But um, does he call you Lambkin at that point, or is that later? He, he calls you several terms of endearment that yeah, I, even my own wife calling me would be like, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> but well, boy, do I want to figure out what your deal is. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um. Because, yeah, he, he, he talks with, like, terms of endearment, but he's also kind of roasting you. He's mm-hmm. in all white, which we had talked about was kind of like the, uh, you know, shorthand for a good guy. But it's very clear that he has some ill intent. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and little spoiler, not plot spoiler, but equipment spoiler, his weapon of choice. Interesting, yeah. Is exactly who he is as a character. It's a beautiful... It's a beautiful look yeah. used to bludgeon the crap out of yes, someone. Yes, quite, quite uh, deadly and, and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people, I feel, that hate Elden Ring. I don't know if you've listened to any like of the rage against Elden Ring. Oh, no. Um, but a lot of people who are angry at it, 
I, it seems that they attacked Vare oh. at the beginning. They saw him as an enemy and, oh, and no. aggroed him. So they got to see his weapon. <laughs> and of course, Vare is like, I don't know. He's much higher level than you at oh, the yes. beginning of the game. So yeah. they just get whipped into the ground. And then they would complain. Oh, and then you run in the other direction. And then you see the first field boss, oh. uh, the tree sentinel. Yes. <laughs> and did you fight the tree sentinel? I tried. I tried too. <laughs> I didn't do well. No. I was like, how many tutorial bosses are we getting in this game? <laughs> like, we already They're had Grafted Scion. We know that Soldier of uh, the Soldier of God, yes. Rick, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, nearly impossible fight. And then me going down to that hero's grave fight in the Ulcerated Tree Spirit. And then suddenly you get the Tree Sentinel. And it's like, I, I think this game hates me. I think that's why they put Vare first. So that they got a voice how they felt about every player <laughs> that's true yeah and and but i didn't find i found that it was pretty easy to just go around too yeah after a while i figured that out <laughs> <laughs> so tree sentinel i really really loved the look mm. and the tree sentinel was in um the network test which i watched a lot of the stuff of um the network test so i got to see the tree sentinel i was very very geeked out to fight him and just get bludgeoned into the did ground. they fight him in the network test i didn't watch the whole thing because i was like i don't want to spoil yeah i believe that the tree sentinel was in the network test it was pretty much right less... but i'm saying did they, did whoever was running the test fight the tree sentinel in the test oh yeah people were beating up people oh my gosh they were doing like challenge runs of the network test oh on my YouTube. goodness it was it was wild people were so rabid for this game <laughs> network test speed run <laughs> yeah yeah it was like Amazing. Uh, you know i'm gonna go straight to well, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, we talked to Vare. We fought the Tree Sentinel. We got our butts kicked. And then, so the next place that you're kind of really supposed to go, where the, the grace leads you, is the Church of Ella. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Santa. Yes. Oh, man. We I love, love I love a merchant NPC. I oh, do yeah. miss the really, like, creepy beef jerky zombie merchants of oh, DS1. Yes. These didn't have that. Si- yes. <laughs> I miss them. These guys, though, were jamming. Like, most of them are, are just playing their hearts out on whatever that giant oh, instrument yeah. is. yeah. Yeah, they have their little, like, lyre violin. I want one so badly. It's pretty cool. I know. They're sweet. So, the music is always real interesting around them yes. because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also just seem so cheery, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're happy people. Yeah. Just... Although I think we learn, spoilers, that they're not as happy yeah, as they seem. Not as happy no. as they seem. But they do seem very kind of welcoming compared to mm-hmm. what you've you've been through. Yeah. Compared to Vare, for sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It seems very and nice. And uh, we get our first hint at smithing. Oh, yes. Too. We do have an anvil. Yep. Which I don't know that I used. I, tr- I used it right away. Um, because Did you I, already have a smithing stone? I think you get a smithing stone. But don't you need two to upgrade your first one? I think you get enough to do oh, a, okay. a, like a first level upgrade. Okay. Because um, I, I feel like I upgraded stuff like right away. Mm. And then that was when I realized like, oh, crap, scarcity. <laughs> yeah, there were, at least when the game launched, mm-hmm. there were no smithing stones to be found. Oh, no. I mean, that was one of my first, I'm not ashamed to say it, that was one of my first wiki searches. Ah. <laughs> it was like, where do I get smithing stones? <laughs> because like, you know, yeah, anyways. Um, so yeah, we, we, there's a, I think you can only upgrade to level three there. 
That's probably true. Yeah. And you have to have a better blacksmith to get that. But we talked to Kale, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's... What does he even tell you? He just tells you... He tells you, you some stuff. He tells you... Um, he tells you about... I want to say he tells you a little bit about going north, if I remember. But he also tells you about, like, if you've been to the woods, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. If you've been to the woods and you come back, he'll tell you about some sounds that you heard yeah. while you were out there. And how to maybe talk to one of the most uh, noble oh. characters oh. that you'll ever meet. Yep. Yeah, he's the one who launches all that stuff. Yeah, he does introduce you to him, but, but I and think he doesn't, right away he doesn't roast you, which is a pretty big thing. Well, that's he does. Nice. He does tell you that you better buy the crafting kit. I do remember that. Yeah, but that's not a roast. That's a sales pitch. You yeah, know? he says you're gonna. He's die. not going like, dude. You, you probably <laughs> never even talked to a girl before, <laughs> you're have trash. you? Yeah. <laughs> and the network test back to Vare just for a second. He mm. used to say, "Feel free to go die in a ditch somewhere." Ooh. That was the. <laughs> that's the line, brutal. But yeah, he doesn't <laughs> say that, that anymore. Uh, but Kale says he recommends a crafting kit, but I, at which I immediately went and farmed enough runes to buy, mm-hmm. and then immediately regretted it because I never crafted the. I know game. I've not crafted anything. No. I Why should. Would you? <laughs> I should craft something. Probably I should learn. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I see people crafting are like sleep pots, for a specific boss. I've never in even sleep. There's cool. so many things that I need to still do. Yeah. And dude, I pick every berry, every flower. <laughs> then you every, start crafting. every time that there's a triangle button prompt, <laughs> I click it. If oh. I'm running, if I'm just wandering around, because I go, I man, I might, might need this it. later. And I've never used them. I've sold a bunch. Yeah. I've sold so many Dukist Herba. <laughs> i know all so the greases i'm like yep. yeah hugh loves grease any yeah. kind of grease <laughs> give it to that guy well we, we get the crafting kid um but then immediately after that we go over which i don't know this was one of my favorite areas in the entire game and it's so simple but you go up the path from the church and then there's a bunch of soldiers just kind of mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah. And then to the left, there's a cave that they're kind of guarding. Mm-hmm. And then to the right, there's a bigger soldier encampment around some ruins. The gate front ruins. Yeah, gate front ruins. But I just love that little like encounter of like, you'll just see one soldier walking around like on his break, you know, <laughs> and you knock him off and then you come around. <laughs> on and there's... his break. Let's remind everybody. Yeah, he's we're just killing like, them on their break. <laughs> well, he's clearly not like marching yeah. or doing anything, you know, which is cool to see because typically in from software games, all the enemies are just like rabid, mm-hmm. you know, and they immediately sense you if you're in their range and mm-hmm. then they go after you. And and these guys t- don't typically see you unless you're like right up on them. Plus, I mean, this is the first one of these games where we've had stealth. True, true. We do have stealth, and uh, you know, so you can sneak up on them. Yeah. And then you see, like, you go through the woods a little bit, and there's some, like, soldiers camped out of, like, at fires. Mm-hmm. And they're actually just sitting there chilling, which is kind of weird to see in a game like this. Yeah. Um, and then, like, then you you get further, and you see the soldiers in en masse in their kind of, you know, patrol area. But um, did you did you have fun with this little combat encounter? Oh, did you I, go to the... I go back all the time, actually, oh, still. Really? Yeah. It, it's just such a fun little place. It's so weirdly, like, low pressure, mm-hmm. especially once you kind of figure out the dude yeah. with the horn and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think this was my first, my first like, cave 
that I went into. Okay, so we came out of the Church of Ella. We came up the hill. We took out some soldiers just on their smoke break, just having a good time, <laughs> chatting it up, killed them. Yep. And then we went into the Groveside Cave. Yes, indeed. That, it's coming back to me. There's, it's full of wolves, It's correct? full of wolves. There's like one main chamber that I foolishly uh, jumped into <laughs> <laughs> because... I didn't realize that there were two types of wolves. Yeah. There's the wolves, and then there's the wolves. Yeah, the, the big wolves and the little wolves. <laughs> yes, and the big wolf is sitting right behind you when you jump down yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so you land, your guy kind of takes his sweet time to stand up again, and that's when he swipes you and kills you. Yeah. So I had to strategize a little bit going through there, just like taking them out one by one, being stealthy. And Isn't there a side passage? There that is you a can side passage too? that I should have taken. Yes. And there's one wolf in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can kind of get the drop on, so to speak, and then yeah, you just keep going up the up that little right path, and you get to the golden fog. Well, I you. think before that, there's some interesting storytelling though, because there's like oh yeah, there's like a bunch of dead corpses. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's redundant. Dead corpses. <laughs> I don't know. I've met some living corpses before. <laughs> well, true, true. This is uh yeah, this is Elden Ring. Yeah. But there's some corpses of, I believe, Godric soldiers yeah. that were like in the camp, and they seem to be slaughtered by the wolves. Mm-hmm. But then later on, I, if I remember right, I didn't go through this area again for this, but I think there's some wolf corpses too. So it's like it's not just the wolves that are killing things. And mm-hmm. then we get to the boss fog, and we discover. I think this was my first like, not non-tutorial boss. Yep. Yeah. You know. That I actually fought and grinded and beat. Yeah. Which is the beast man of Faramazula. Yes, indeed. And I have all sorts of questions about what he's doing so far away. Um, right? Why, why'd he pick that cave? Where is Faramazula? Yeah, it's floating in the middle of nowhere. We have beast men <laughs> yeah. in these worlds? Yeah, from starting the game to being in Limgrave to just fighting guys with swords. And then you have this like weird like werewolf yeah werewolf but his head is like radish (laughs) (laughs) is how i would describe him (laughs) werewolf he's got a sword yep a cool sword too sword yeah yeah he's got some moves this was the first boss that i felt like i was good at this game when i fought it yeah it was such a like i I was dodging and stuff Mm -hmm. and i even got like i think one successful parry in oh and i was like am i good at this game because you Spoiler. fought an ulcerated tree spear yeah. for three hours right. before. <laughs> well, right. But like, I it was an ugly fight, that yeah. one. You know, there was no style to it. It was like purely like just brute force my way through that yeah. boss fight. This one I was like doing well for myself. And it, it kept me on my toes. I was moving a lot. Yeah. Right. He's but got some delayed attacks for sure. He does. Yeah. And, uh, and those come into play. With a lot of enemies in this game. But, Indeed, lots of delayed attacks. But this was the first one where I, I, I think it took me two times fighting him. Dang. And I was like, I'm, I think I'm a master at Elden Ring now. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> but it made me feel that, and that was yeah. special. <laughs> I didn't do so well against him because I didn't fight hardly any bosses. Oh, okay, the, yeah. This was like one of my first, I, I think one of my first bosses. And yeah, I died quite a few times yeah. to him. Yeah. Because um, yeah, delayed attacks were very confusing. Mm-hmm. He broke right through your shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a lot of fun fighting him because of the visual design. And also there's a lot of like crap in his arena, if mm-hmm. I remember right. Yep. Which 
is interesting. All this storytelling right at the beginning where it's like these beastmen are like people because he like killed everybody and took all their stuff to like hang out in this room by himself. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of there's all this stuff that had all these questions that, you know, got me into the game. But anyways, anything else to say about the was it the High Road cave? The Groveside Grove cave. Side. I keep calling it the High Road. No, it's a straightforward cave. It's simple, you know, but it's effective. It's a nice, nice place to be. Okay, so coming out of that cave that I can't say the name of, um, we had the little encampment. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's the Gatefront Ruins yes, is what indeed. it's around. So did you find? Did you understand like the the ruins dynamic? The dynamic? Yeah, like where the it's layout. Like, are you talking, or just the way you fight your way through it? No, no, no. Like the how. So this game screws me up with runes and ruins. Oh, okay. But like there are on your map, it'll say like ruins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now uh, I get what you mean. I yeah. did not understand that every ruins had a underground chamber where mm -hmm. I could go get an item. Yeah. I didn't understand that for so long in the game. I yeah. just thought it was landmark. Yeah. And I guess that's down to me not exploring super well. But some of them I found them and I was like, oh, oh cool, yeah. there's some items. But then I just kind of assumed that some of them were just landmarks. That was incorrect. No, no. They're... So the way I play <laughs> is always walk around this place until you're certain that you will never have to come back here again. Because <laughs> there's a, as much spite as Vare has for me, I play with spite towards the game itself. Uh, okay. So I go, I don't ever want to return here yeah. if I don't have to. I don't have to. And so, yeah, pretty quickly, like by the the second ruin that I found, I was like, aha, uh -huh. the ruins always have an underground. This is where the reward is. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it took me till like Lyernia to figure that out. I like it, though. I, I think it's great. Yeah. This one had a lot of rewards, too, because it had the two carts that were parked. You know, the, the ones yes. I'm talking about. Because I think one of them you get like a like a Morningstar mace or something, right? That is a different one. Oh, this one has one? the... We're talking about the like the tribute carts yeah. um, that the trolls pull. There's one parked by the Gatefront Ruins. There's two of them parked at the Gatefront Two, ruins. yes. Yep, one and on either end. One has the Lord Sworn straight... Yes, yep. or great long sword. sword. Long sword? Long sword, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the other one has in it. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what that one had. But I just remember like those rewards felt good. Yeah. Even though I couldn't use them right away. <laughs> But they felt good. It was like, oh, sweet. I'm getting some getting some equipment. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, I think that's when we also encounter our first night. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those that was interesting. I was like, why do I have a shield that's so ineffective? And he has a shield that's so effective. It's because you're the player. That's why. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, them and, and the, the dude with the horn. I thought that was a fun dynamic, yes. too. Because it made the stealth actually important mm -hmm. because yeah. it's like oh i gotta think about how i defeat these guys if it's mm -hmm. like if i pick on the wrong one first i get the whole camp called on me yeah and you can attack them to stop them from blowing the horn yep and it it's always funny yeah they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great love doing that there's also a few dogs in, yeah in there yeah but there's also a grace next to the gate front yep. and the grace is where we meet Melina again. Yes, indeedy. Yep, and we get the Honda. Yes, yes, Honda indeed we Accord. do. Yep, a Honda named Torrent. Which, I don't know, I thought, I, this is going a little further, but I thought Torrent was never really 
They don't, the game doesn't put a lot of stock in Torrent. No, it does not. It, he's just a, a thing that helps you get around. Yeah. And Melina talks very highly of him. Yeah. You know, treat him with respect and stuff. And she also talks about our, our inability to, or our, we don't have a maiden. Mm-hmm. She says she can play the maiden. And I guess I was always kind of confused about the role of a maiden. Because, yeah. like, the gameplay aspect is always that, like, from DS1, you know, you had, uh, what was her name? Oh. She came from Astora, right? No? Am I wrong? Is it the, is it the one that was locked underneath the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can picture the guy that kills her. I can picture getting revenge. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that clearly. <laughs> I can but, picture kicking that guy off the ledge my next playthrough. <laughs> and I remember she would always say, like, she didn't want to talk to me afterwards when I revived her. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I always assume that, like, you know, the, the gameplay function of, of maidens mm-hmm. uh, in these games is, is to, to level you up. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the maiden in black in the in in uh, demon souls which i never played did you play demon souls i'm going to oh okay. i'm very excited for that too <laughs> nice but uh then she kind of talks about she can play the maiden and i i think the the not like this the plot implication of the maidens is that they tell the the tarnished champions where to go i think it may be slightly deeper than that okay and this is based on nothing. So, like, if, you, <laughs> if you're listening to this and getting enraged by my ignorance on the subject, like, cope and seethe, I suppose. But, uh, sorry. But yeah, take it away. It seems, like, it seems like the fate of the Maidens is a sacrificial one, oh, weirdly. Okay, okay. Because you have her, which... You know, we could get into the spoilers or not. But you also have, like, the grape girl, you know? Yes, the right? grape girl. Yes, Hiata. the grape girl. And, like, I'm trying to remember if there's one more that's technically, like, a maiden figure. I think there is one more that I'm not thinking of. But I, I feel like all of them have kind of not fun fates. And it's, yeah. it's integral to whatever that plot line is that that person it's kind of like they're uh, well here's a question do maidens eventually become finger reader crones that is a good question we haven't talked about that have we met any finger reader crones yet i don't know that we have yet because we haven't been to the round table hold we should probably wait to talk about yes but yeah i i i kind of think of them like our role in the Dark Souls games oh, as okay. like kindling the, yes, the flame. Yes. I I feel like there's a parallel with them because it seems like they burn pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> well, speaking of burns, yes, Melina, the first thing I notice when they show her is her hands, when mm-hmm. she takes her hoods off, she has just burns all over her mm-hmm. hands, which I thought was interesting, which will come into play later. But she doesn't tell us a lot. She just basically tells us that if if we're cool with it she'll come with us to the base of the erd tree Mm -hmm. and she gives us the uh, spectral steed whistle Mm -hmm. um which thank goodness because i can't whistle (laughs) well thank goodness because if you had to do this game on foot which i've seen people do no torrent runs are a thing but yeah that's a lot of it's a lot of walking it's a lot of walking uh, okay, so we have basically been told by Vare that we need to go over the hill to Stormvale. Mm-hmm. 
Melanus told us to go to the base of the Erd tree, which it seems like is pretty Stormvale's on the way. Yeah. Well, it always looks like the Erd tree's just right on the other side. Yeah, it really does. I yeah. hate that so much. <laughs> so many times I was like, "All right, we're just about the oh, oh no." Oh no. <laughs> Not again. There's a whole other landscape, and it's all a different color. <laughs> so at this point, um, you were wretch. You were wretch. Mm-hmm. You've been doing stuff. You said you went south first. I did. I kind of wrapped around a little bit in a weird way. And yeah, I did go south, um, partially because I wanted to. I knew that the plot was taking me north. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything in case I wound up hating Limgrave and uh, never wanted to come back. There you go. So in my completionist mindset, yes, I started to like explore a southerly, southern, southernly, a southern course. Yes. And uh, wound up going down to the Weeping Peninsula and stuff. Um, but I also checked out like on the way down, I went the lake route and the weird uh, like waterway. And, okay. You know, found some interesting people and enemies and weird stuff by mistake. (laughs) I went northwest because I was a spoiler boy Ah. and I knew what awaited me and I just wanted to take a shot at it. But we'll we'll go southeast first. Southeast from the, uh, what is it, Gateside Ruins? Gateside Ruins, yeah. Yes. Which, there was some stuff we missed anyway there, right? (laughs) There was a little bit of stuff. Because... On the way south on that road, you run into some interesting things. So which road is this? What, what this is the road south, leading south from the Gatefront Ruins. Oh, yes, 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 right? yes. Mm-hmm. So we find the bird's eye view telescope. Yes, first which one of those. makes no sense to me. I thought that those were going to be way more important than they wound up being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. You find your first uh, your first funeral procession looking thing. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. We talked a little bit about the, well, I don't know if it was recorded, but we talked a little bit about the, the big the cart uh, tribute things. carts. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, uh, and fighting your way through those, which is super fun. I think, anyway. Well, there's a new enemy there, too. The Kaiden Warriors. Yes, indeed. Yeah, those guys are cool. Oh, they're beautiful coats. Oh, I yeah. have so many of those. Yeah. <laughs> I like their set a lot, and I like that they're on horses. Oh, yeah. Horseback enemies, dude. Yeah. Like, that dynamic was so fun in this game to me. Oh, the Fighting horse horseback combat? enemies. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I fight them on horseback, sure, but fighting... A guy on horseback on foot yeah. seems so much more exciting to me. They have so much more range and speed. And yeah. I love that. So we talked about how we went. Uh, if you take the road around Agil Lake, you can have a, a counter with Yura that mm-hmm. I did not have my first time. Mm-hmm. Yura, the bloody finger hunter. Who mm-hmm. You said you almost killed him for his hat. Right? I did. It was such a sweet hat. And... Uh, and there's, I play for fashion almost as much as I play for completionism. Yes. And uh, so anytime I see like a cool hat or just sweet piece of armor, I'm always like, oh, I hope I can, I hope I get that later. Yes. And he has such a great voice actor too. Yes. We talked oh. a little bit about that. We talked about how his voice actor sounds like he has whiskey for breakfast, mm-hmm. glass for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, And then, so he warns us of the dragon, kind of condescends to us, calls us a new tarnish, says that if we uh, value our life, we should stay away from the lake because there's a dragon there. Um, but I didn't get this encounter because I took the 
uh, jumpy way down mm -hmm. from the first step. Yep. I took directly south, jumped down with my horse, and then was immediately confronted with the dragon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, had lots of fun fighting Agil. Yeah. Um, but then we go up to the north side of the lake, and we have another encounter with Yura when we're invaded by the bloody finger Narius. Exciting fight. Exciting, Exciting fight. to know that was the confirmation that humanity didn't matter, which was the only thing that always stressed me out about the other games was it was like the only way to really take advantage of full online play is yeah. to utilize this finite consumable, consumable item. item. Yeah. And it was just like so stressful to me and to be invaded. And obviously it was a scripted invasion. But to be invaded while there was no weird status I had to be in yeah. was very like, oh, yes, we don't have that anymore. We've grown yeah. past it. Yeah, that's nice. And it was also very nice to know that at least like in this one, the NPCs actually do things. Yeah, yeah. Cause <laughs> that was it, fun to see. If you if you can survive long enough against Narius with his uh, blood blade that'll make you bleed out if he hits you with a couple of range attacks. If you can survive long enough, then Yura comes to help you mm -hmm. and has some some great dialogue mm -hmm. um, where he just gets really angry. <laughs> yes, and, mad taint. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he certainly has a mad taint. <laughs> but then, if you kill Narius, you get his uh, dagger. Yep. Which I actually did a playthrough where I did mostly with the Reduvia. It's really overpowered. It is overpowered. It also reminds me of cold medicine just by name alone <laughs> and so i'm i have a huge aversion to cold medicine i hate the stuff yeah. and so i have this like real negative thing associated with that dagger despite it being just a cool dagger yeah it's pretty sweet i love the design of it, mm -hmm. it says something like perpetually coated in blood mm -hmm. or, yeah yeah it's a cool thing but then uh we we talked a little bit um, about how there's so much finger symbolism, how mm -hmm. it's very unnerving. Yes. Um, just finger injuries, yeah, fingers. And I, I didn't even put together until just now, really, that that bloody finger Narius would have been associated with Vare. Oh, yeah. Which would make his dagger companion. Spoilers. Piece. What was that? Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Spoilers. Uh, but that makes the design of that dagger less uh, odd. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. There's all those little layers of things. That yeah, totally. They never tell you any of this stuff outright. It just, just clicks like, one day in your yeah. head and you're like, oh. oh it's usually when I'm game. like driving. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Shabriri's grapes are... Oh, I won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, we, we beat Narius. We uh, talked to Yura. He kind of explains... Does he explain the bloody fingers? I think he just kind of says that they're a thing. Yeah, he just says they're a thing. He doesn't really get into why or who or just, what they are. And he's very he, he when he shuts up, he shuts up. Oh, he's he like, shuts up for good. He's like, why are we? Why are you talking to me? Yeah, exactly. I I always I'm a sucker for the what I refer to as the final message from an NPC because <laughs> yeah. I, I always try to exhaust all the dialogue. Yep. And if it's a real good final message, I'm like, oh Sticks yes, this Sticks is yeah. As we travel the road through Limgrave down the east side of Agil Lake, 
we come across um, this little patch, copse of trees, if you will, and we hear a voice saying, Oi, Kali. <laughs> saying what now? I think he says like, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Oi, you there, Kali. <laughs> There you go. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) That was really good. Bach is one of my favorites. Yeah, Bach's great. (laughs) But did you... So the first time, I did not know what to do. Oh, yeah. I was way too, again, kid in a candy store at Mm -hmm. this point. So I was like, looked around a little bit. I'm like, must just be a disembodied voice. I'm going to get back to (laughs) killing these sheep or doing whatever I was doing. I'm too used to Elder Scrolls glitchiness. So the first time I was like, oh, it must just be like a broken part of the game. And then wandered off. <laughs> That's weird. So we uh, we hear we hear him calling out to us, and uh, you know it's kind of weird. Didn't catch it the first time, but I guess the idea is that you need to attack or roll through or jump on this specific tree, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it will turn into a little fuzzy woodland creature in a hat and a waistcoat <laughs> named Bog. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what, what does he say? Like, oh, now I remember some, what do you say? Wizard or somebody turned me into a tree or something. Like, <laughs> I got better. They <laughs> <laughs> turned me into a newt. <laughs> uh, one of the rare, actually delightful things in these games. Yes. Makes you forget that it's all dark and gloomy on the other side of it. (laughs) Who do we think turned him into a tree? That is a good question. I kind of took it to be somehow that, like, one of the other demi-humans that he was living with. Because he's, like, living in a cave, right? Yeah. He was living with a bunch of other demi-humans. And for whatever reason, they turned on him. I don't recall why. Um, It was because... I think it was just because he was like, because uh, he was trying to wear clothes. Oh, yeah. I think he was just like, because he, he was like a fashion, he wants to be a designer, right? Mm. He wants to be a seamstress. Because he says that they took everything he owns and he doesn't have anything to thank you with, so he gives you a mushroom. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, because demi humans, which don't make a ton of appearances yet, I'm not sure how much magic they're capable of. Well, the demi-human queens, yeah, who we fight in other parts of the map, they do magic. So it yeah. could have been a demi-human queen, but there's no demi-human queen in the cave right. that Bach refers to. Yeah. Um, did you do this quest? I did late in the game, and so I didn't get every point of the quest, I feel. I, oh, okay. I'm sure that there were some steps that skipped around, because um, it seemed like I met him. And then after that, it I like ran into him maybe at the round table hold. Does he show up at round table hold? I thought he did. That was my recollection of it anyway. And then I met him again. Like I met him again in Lyernia. Okay. But and- you talked to him. And you talk exhausted his dialogue, and then he says that he's gonna go back to the cave and get you something good. I I believe that okay. I had already been to the cave of demi humans oh. at the point that I finally okay, okay. So I that's why I say some of those like 
some of the people that are in Limgrave, like him or I think Kenneth. Kenneth. Yeah. Like some of these people I ran into way later. Oh, and, <laughs> and you'd already <laughs> solved all their problems. Most of them. Kenneth's, <laughs> Kenneth's quest I had screwed up pretty severely, which we'll find out about later on. But yes, it was a, it was a little bit of a, a continuity issue for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so but with Bach, we if, if you if you talk to him and exhaust his dialogue and you haven't been to the cave yet, he'll tell you that he's gonna go to the cave and get you something of value to mm. thank you for untreeing him, untreeifying him. Um, so then you go down to the coastal cave and uh, you get through the cave and he's like laying there in a very like paint me like one of your French girls position. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I missed out on a lot, I guess. <laughs> Indeed, you did. But not being painted, he's he's uh, hurting. He's groaning, and he's saying that they don't don't go into the cave, or they'll rush in and beat you to a pulp like me. <laughs> you just yeah, you missed a great scene. Um, so, anyways, if you indeed indeed rush in and beat them to a pulp, it's the uh, it's two demi human like leaders. Okay. The winged ones? No, not the winged ones. The uh, they're like the the big dudes with like the they're all hunched over and they have like a knife. Oh in their yeah, hand. yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, and it's a kind of a cool boss fight. You did the boss fight, right? I'm sure I did. I'm sure you did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's the one where you can kind of like use stealth because there's lots of bushes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did do yeah, that. So yeah. Like drop down and um yeah. So you take out the two demi humans uh, leaders or chiefs. I think yeah. Called. Yep. And you come back to Bach, and you get the sewing needle and sewing kit mm-hmm. from the demi-human chiefs. And if you give him the sewing kit, he gets very, very thankful to you, and like says that he's indebted to you, and that he can alter your garments for you because he wants to be a seamster just like me, old mum. <laughs> maybe, and this is crazy, but maybe his mom is a demi-human queen. Perhaps. Maybe. They seem to be a lot more capable of things than the regular demi-humans. That's true. Right? He's capable of, of actual, like, human uh, speech. Okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's two out there, but maybe that's maybe that's who his mom is. I mean, I could see it. I, I kind of, you know, you hope, I hope that, like, or you hope that as a From Software fan, you know, you kind of want it to be, like, someone like named you know oh sure because because yeah he does seem a lot more human than the the other demi humans and maybe and maybe that's the dlc we get box box <laughs> box uh quest yeah. who cares about the other demi gods <laughs> we need the demi human backstory yes indeed yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that's all for box story in limgrave mm-hmm. but i think it's a nice little self-contained thing he's oh, yeah. a very likable character absolutely you don't you don't want anything to bad to happen to him no. you want to avenge him when he gets beat up absolutely um if we go back up north to the church of ella and we return there it's nighttime and we hear someone beckoning us <laughs> this way tarnished uh, is this our uh, best blue girl yes yeah. the yes. arms oh man there's too many arms on some of these characters, uh, dude. There's just too many for me. Like, she only has four. 
That's Not still that many. it's still two more than I like. Think of know? all the things you could do with four arms. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I could play bass and guitar at the same time there though. You go. There you go. That'd actually be kind of sweet. Cool. I might be won over by that. Yeah. If Ronnie ever played bass and guitar. Yeah, there's I'm, a sick uh there's a sick fan art of her playing a double necked uh, Oh wonderful. Yes, of course. Double necked guitar. <laughs> uh but yeah, she calls herself Rena. She says asks us if we were the tarnished i think she says hurtling about upon a spectral steed <laughs> which i i like implies that there's gossip in the land between mm-hmm. lands between that like we went past one of those nobles and he was like oh, i never <laughs> I, I i think it implies that she's been watching me try to like clip my way up a mountainside too many times and fall to my death on my horse <laughs> That's the hurdling she's talking about. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but you can tell her yes or no. Have you? What did you tell her? I I think I told her yes. Okay. That's I don't know I if it made time. a if it makes a difference. Does it make a difference? No, you just okay. get different dialogue. Okay. I did no one time, and she's like, basically, like, why are you lying to me? <laughs> don't lie to me. <laughs> um, and I think you have to. I don't remember. You might have to tell her yes. Like it takes you back to the oh, prompt. Oh sure. And, but then she gives you the um. Spirit collar bell and lo- and the what is it the lone wolves ashes? Mm-hmm. Or... Yes, yep, it's the wolves. The wolves, which are pretty cool, and it makes sense actually. Interestingly enough, the yes. wolves. Yes, the wolves yes. is very associated with the wolves. Well, all of them are because whatever the name of their shadows. Yes. Yes. So she's giving you a shadow, mm-hmm. elevating you to the same place that they're in. But uh, anyway, so she says that she hates fingers because she says like, um, she doesn't say, that's what I wrote in my notes. Mm. <laughs> she says, when will the tarnish tire of obeisance to the two fingers? Mm. Again, more finger imagery that I did not understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then she disappears and we're kind of just left with that big question of who is this blue lady? Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, so from there, if we had, um, oh yeah, what was your? I was gonna ask, what's your opinion on spirit ashes as an addition to the souls formula? Uh, once I figured out that I had them, which took a while, because I think I got the item and then I was like, I don't know what this is, and then I didn't know how to equip or use anything for a while. I didn't yeah. know that you have to like put like set it up yep. in you know. So once I figured out how to use them, I thought, well, this is actually tremendously fun. Yeah. Um, I also have, like, in these games, I feel a very big sense of lonely fear a lot. And so a lot of the times whenever it's, like, a, you know, a scary area or something like that, or, like, a boss that's, like, freaking me out a little yeah. bit, I'll summon them for comfort. <laughs> I'll summon, like, a low level just to know that I got somebody that, like, is rooting for me, there you go. know? Yeah. So they, it, like, definitely helped me on a weird, like, emotional level. They the wolves became my emotional support dogs. Oh, okay, I like that. Do you think that it uh, it trivializes boss encounters? That's kind of the big debate that people say. Oh, interesting. I don't think so. I think it. Yeah. I think it can like certainly take a build that is not optimized for that specific boss and make it possible. Yeah. You know, like I fought a late stage boss with a guy who only threw spears. 
and yeah. so you just got some dps out of it yeah well like i only threw spears that was it i oh, had your uh, character yeah my character like i i only uh i was using an a spe- like a specific ash of war and uh it was like the the phantom lance or something like mm-hmm. that whatever it's called um but yeah i i would only throw spears and it was working great until this particular boss and I didn't want to stop playing the way it was yeah. playing. And so I summoned um, some little spirit ashes with shields. Yeah. And I was the spear and they were the shields. And it there was like go. very, it made the fight a very fun dynamic. Yeah, I, I kind of, I tend to agree with that, that it changes the dynamics of fights. Mm-hmm. I think you can abuse them. Mm. I think like people. You can do. abuse every aspect of that game. Yeah. Though. But I, again, I, I think people, the, the debate that I've heard is that any. Anything that messes with the AI's aggro trivializes the boss encounter because it's not hmm. directly upon you the whole time. Sure. But I think that's a little bit flawed because there are, like, especially in Elden Ring, there's, like, a spell that you can do to distract. I don't, I've never used it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just use the spirit ashes because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have a problem with them. Yeah. But it, I, I, with that debate, you, you know, there are things to distract boss aggro. Yeah, I think that's fine. That's know. being strategic. Yeah. It's like the I see a, a big criticism of like fighting styles for duels and stuff where it's like, oh, you just ran away from me. And it's like, well, in actual fighting, like I did fencing for a while. Yeah. And in actual like fencing, distance is part of the fight. Yeah. Like making sure spacing. that you are, yeah, that you're mm-hmm. doing the footwork to maintain the spacing until the time to strike works. And it's a back and forth. Yeah. And so I think of them as just a, a strategy thing. I think it's, yeah. yeah, divide up the aggro. Do whatever you can to survive. Well, and I kind of view it too as like, I think it is very satisfying to 1v1 a boss. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think like with a new boss where I don't know the moveset, it's like it's the difference between a few loading screens. Yeah. Like I don't like it when my spirit ash just destroys the boss. That's not fun. But if no. they give me some breathing room where I can heal and learn the move patterns a little bit better yeah. to feel like I actually know the boss instead of me getting two shot. Oh yeah. And then having to go through a loading screen to do that process, I think that's super beneficial. I would just like I said, I'd bring the dogs everywhere. They were my emotional support. <laughs> so we went southeast. We explored a few of the things going southeast around Agil Lake, um, the dragon, Yura. Um, but then we're going to head northwest and check out some of the stuff there. So the first thing we encounter is the Stormgate, I believe. Mm-hmm. A little encounter, um, which I completely trivialized the first time with my horse. Oh, yeah. I just ran just past ran it. Through. Yeah, I didn't even know a troll fell from the ceiling. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Until I went back with a, an overpowered weapon and was like, I'm going to do this encounter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I found out about the troll right away because I didn't want to miss anything in there. <laughs> so I took the really slow way up, fighting everything I could. And, you know, it was a fun fight. It's fighting a troll, which I love doing, uh, while also dodging arrows, which I hate doing. Yeah. So it's like a perfectly balanced and emotional state to be in. But again, I think that kind of speaks to like, you know, people say that these games need an easy mode, but I think there is an easy mode. Yeah, just run. Just run, especially <laughs> with the horse now. It's absolutely. Like you can yeah. hit people and be 20 feet away in a second. So. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, we get through the storm gate. Um, notable change in weather. Yeah. Everything's, everything's really windy. stormy and windy, which I thought was really cool. Yep. Our first encounter with the, the apparating dogs. Yeah. You hear a howl on the wind and then dogs fall from the sky? Yep. Wolves? Yep, yep, yep. What's up with that? I have a suspicion about okay. that. And this is a partial spoiler, 
So partially I am sorry, okay. but with the whole idea that this game uh, kind of harps on with uh, the, the like Elden Lords and the, you know, those higher up characters and their yeah. shadows, I suspect that perhaps they were shadows for maybe Margit. Maybe it's all wolves, right? It's all it's always dogs or like wolfy type people that get attached to these okay. larger characters. So I have a suspicion that that is like maybe if it's not specifically the shadow, it's at least like something like Some that. Some sort of connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and so the whole reason why Stormvale is Stormvale is because of the Storm Lord, mm-hmm. uh, and and you have they never tell us specifically who the Storm Lord is. I think it's uh, I think it's Godric. Is that his name? Godfrey. God. Godfrey, the first Elden Lord. Oh no, Arms Man. Oh Godric. Yeah. Well, because okay, so yeah, so here's the thing: the Storm Lord fought Godfrey. Mm. This is where I'm my lorehound knowledge okay. comes in. So the Storm Lord fought Godfrey and originally was the Lord of Storm Vale. Yep. And then when Godfrey conquered on behalf of America, mm-hmm. he killed the Storm Lord. Mm. And then that became like golden lineage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Property. Is the Storm Lord then the big creepy face? the base of the <laughs> oh my gosh i know i think that's godwin right oh there's too many similarly oh named gosh, things yeah. yeah this so, is the george r, r. martin problem yes. where everybody's Everyone named like the same name yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the common scuttlebutt is that the storm lord was a big bird big hawk ah like this like yep. the storm hawks yep and yeah. then the storm hawks were his vassals and then when the golden lineage came in they chopped off the feet and put the swords yeah okay gotcha yeah that's a little ahead but okay yeah yeah i can i can see that so we see we see all the storming we get to the stormhill shack where we meet an npc Mm -hmm. named rodrika what did you think of young rodrika young rodrika creeped me out more than more than (laughs) barre did i was like what are we talking about and I already, I mean, we maybe got it, but I have a problem with, like, lots of arms and things. Yeah. Uh, and the whole grafting thing that she seemed to be, like... Into. Like, yeah, like, fetishizing yeah. almost in a really uncomfortable way. Yeah. I was like, this is eerie as heck. And, yeah. like, just the, w- I, the way she framed all of it. I mean, it, it was very, like... It drew me in as far as, like, man, this is making me feel really uncomfortable yeah. like i was getting getting emotional feelings from the game so that was a good you know point to the game but goodness gracious i i mean it made me never want to fight another grafted scion ever again <laughs> well you're in luck yeah i know <laughs> but she also gives us the uh the jellyfish oh yeah which there's a whole story i mean there's the jellyfish has lore in this game, yes so, oh I mean... it's every detail has so much stuff to it she seems very into the grafting thing which is kind of weird because she says all these guys like came across the sea for me for me for Mm -hmm. me right so it's implying i guess that she's a tarnished she's wearing the crimson hood is she not yeah and the lore behind that hood is that it was a gift to nobles who had been exiled or banished oh okay okay, right so i i think that she got 
kicked out of where she was from. Okay. And it was like, uh, my understanding is that it's a sign of shame. Yeah. But like also like trying to, at the same time, preserve the dignity of whoever it was bestowed upon. And it gives you extra health, which is kind of nice. So. Well, there's a whole thing with like the other NPCs about like when you saw the the grace of gold or whatever, mm-hmm. like they get kicked out of their homeland or whatever. Yeah. So, which is, I guess, raises the question: She wants to be grafted. It seems like. Yeah. And so, is she just kind of like thinking like, oh well, we're descendants of Godfrey, so Godric is our ruler. So if he wants to graft me, I should be into that. Or it could be something like that. I mean, she seems very, and from spoiler later dialogue. She seems very, like, hopeless as yeah. far as what she's even good for. Well, she definitely fulfills the crestfallen. Yes. There's always a crestfallen. There's right? always a crestfallen. Um, she she seems hopeless, and it seems like this might be the only way that she's found where she could have any sort of significance at all. Yeah. Until maybe potentially some decisions that are made later. Yeah. So I, I don't know if she really, like wanted it or if she was kind of like trying to sell herself on it you know okay yeah she was speaking of it in a way that seemed very like like not thrilled about it but at the same time like but i have to do this yeah you know yeah i get that she also gives us the chrysalids memento right or no it's there's some like letter yeah i think it's called because she says like once you're grafted you become a chrysalid and then she tells she gives us an item to give if you hmm. talk to her further to give to people in Stormvale or something. I might have missed that. Her quest the quests are very forgiving in Elden Ring. Like yeah. if you don't miss if you miss things, you still get lots of the benefits of it. So yeah. she does give you something, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um Speaking of characters that we love in Limgrave. Oh my gosh. Is it time? It might be time. Yeah. I think we touched on him briefly earlier, but uh, but but the patchy one himself. Oh yes, and that's up in northern the northern area of Agil Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the name of the cave? It's like the Murkwater Cave or something like I that. Think you're right. Yep, yep. So we enter the Murkwater Cave. This is where we had our invasion with Narius the Bloody Finger. Yes, and. I think there's also like catacombs back there if you go further down the yes there are catacombs back there but if you go in the cave what happens to you what happens in the cave murkwater well, cave you uh you wander in it's another kind of stealth opportunity but it's a tricksy stealth opportunity which should tell you all that you need about who's in there because <laughs> you go in the, you go in the bushes thinking this is gonna be like a normal cave you see a little bandit guy standing in the standing in the light and uh, you sneak, sneak up to up him well, you see one sitting there and then one pacing back and forth. Yeah. And you go, okay, I'm going to sneak up on the one pacing back and forth and start this with an advantage. And then the bells ring. ding a ding a ding a ding ding You've tripped the trap and all of the bandits come rushing in to kill you. But what they don't know is that you've played Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> you were expecting it. And then you just kill all of them. Yeah, they're not very tough. No, they're not very tough. They got a lot of really cool dirty armor, though, that yeah. takes four freaking ever to farm from them <laughs> yeah it's one of those real low drop rate things oh yes oh my goodness i fought them with with uh whips which was kind of fun whips whips yeah nice. it's fighting them with whips and you make your way downtown and uh you get into the cave a little further and you yep. 
Yeah. There's a fog. Is there a fog wall? No, not no, the first time. No fog wall. Yeah, and then you. Uh, There's no one in there. No one in there. Yep. No boss. Real enticing uh, chest. Nice little chest. Which I did smack a few times just to be, <laughs> just to be sure. No mimics in this game, and it, that makes it so much more freaky than having mimics in there's, this game. There's got to be a mimic in the DLC. I know that'd be so funny. But yeah, you smack the chest, you open it up, and what happens? Bada bing, bada boom. You thought you'd just help yourself to a man's belongings, eh? <laughs> oh, man. Every character. And then he hops down from the cliff and he says, The gods demand recompense. <laughs> and then he comes at you with his spear and Patches, bald Patches, starts uh, poking you. Yep. You have a little boss fight with Patchy. Oh, very little. Very yeah, little fight. <laughs> very little fight. You get him down to about half health and we get the... Uh, what is the... Uh, is it like the grovel gesture yeah, the, or the cowering fear? Yeah. And he gives you that gesture and like, stop, stop, stop. And then, you know, he, you have the opportunity, as you always do, to either take him out or forgive him for, for attacking you and betraying you. And as always, yeah, we got to forgive him. We got to forgive him. And I, he comes up, he always has a great excuse. Too. Yes, He's he like, does. Oh, you're tarnished like me. I took you for a demi-human or some <laughs> such. He's master of excuses. Yeah, and then he gives you a compliment. But I can see you're a person of reason. <laughs> and then he becomes a merchant. Yep, yep, yep. Sells you some important things. Semi-important things. For sure. Sells you a shackle. Yes, the Margit shackle. Yes, indeed. Which, which I was like, what useful. is Margit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They forget an R? Margaret? Mar- Margaret? Is there somebody named Margaret that I have to fight later? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. More than likely. Um, so yeah, sells that and some other cool stuff. I don't remember. A couple weapons, I think. Yeah. If you come back to him, that chest is closed again. Yeah. And if you ask him what's in it, he's like, I don't know. What's in <laughs> it? Something, maybe. You're going to have to find out. And like a fool, I opened the chest and was... <laughs> teleported no mimics but no. definitely something nefarious yeah transporter chest yes indeed where does it take you it takes me south <laughs> it takes me downtown down way downtown way downtown to where the bears live <laughs> downtown to bear town yes Ugh. one of the worst parts of the game nice <laughs> just that stupid bear all of them all those stupid bears well, just like all these other characters, we'll, this will not be the last we see of Patches. No. Um, I think he talks about the highwayman. He says he's like grifting him. He's, he's yep. having him steal for him, and which is kind of kind of fun. That's why I always feel bad when I come back and kill him all again. <laughs> I mean, I never feel bad about that. I kind of align with Patches at that point and go, well, I'll grift him too then. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll take advantage of these guys. I think this is the only place that the bandits even show up, isn't it? Um, the banded highwayman. Very few. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's the only place I can recall seeing them because it's the only place you can go to get their stuff. And they're pretty much just like the regular, like the the smallest soldier enemy, basically. Yeah, like the the knife guys. Just they a lot dirtier. Yeah. Um, another NPC we can meet in a, I guess it's not a cave. It's a it's a ruins. But the Waypoint Ruins, I believe, mm-hmm. if we fight the Mad Pumpkin Head mm-hmm. in the Waypoint Ruins, which was a fun fight. Yes. 
I like the pumpkin heads. They're very cool design. They are super cool design. Very sad. Yeah. It's just very like every time I see them, I I die a little inside. It's just a tormented giant thing. Yeah, I guess so. Smacking his face into the ground. Imprisoned inside of it. I don't think it's a helmet. I think it's like a... No, it's supposed to be like a blinder or something. Yeah. Yeah. To like dampen their senses so they don't lose their mind even more. It's just always sad. It's always sad to fight something that's lost its mind. You know? I always think of... uh, um, I I can't... I'm not going to wrap it, but I'll play it here. The Pumpkin Hill theme from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Knuckles down on Pumpkin Hill. You know, that's what I always think of when I see that. That's fair. Okay. I like it. So I'll put the little of that in there. I always just picture Charlie Brown, the great pumpkin. Oh, okay. And that's sad too, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to mash up those two tunes. Yes, indeed. Uh, But yeah, if we beat the pumpkin head, I think this one has a mace. Not a big stick. Ooh, could be. I think it's a maze. I fought a lot of pumpkin heads. It's hard to yeah, remember. Hard to remember. But uh, yeah, fun fight. Uh, kind of more, I think, more delayed attack training and also positioning because you can kind of walk around some mm-hmm. of their strikes, which yep. is, you know, very Dark Souls 2. Oh, yes, very much yeah. so. Uh, but if we beat him, then we get access to Sorceress Selen. She'd be selling you those spells. Mm, yeah. Uh, I really like Selen. I I like Selen too. I don't like Selen for the same reasons that I feel like a lot of people like Selen, which is the weird, oh, this is my this is my FromSoft girlfriend in this game. No. Um, <laughs> no, I I suspect that she is quite evil and it's always yeah. but she's fun. Yes, yes. I like how she kind of like what does she say? Um Oh gosh expect grievances <laughs> you know yes and she kind of takes you on as her student if you're i think if your intelligence is high enough yep. it has to be above a certain point but she takes you on as her student and will teach you some spells you can bring her spell books and stuff um what do you think of the giant stone crowns because this i think is the first time we see one of the giant uh Rhea lucaria crowns yeah 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 the design is striking and so it's like, it will stick with you. It's one of those things, again, where no matter what I do, there are certain fashions that just don't ever look right on me. And it makes me so sad. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I haven't looked into the lore of them, of the giant stone crowns. Yeah. So I don't know if it is just purely an aesthetic thing or if there's like an actual reason that they're these giant stone things to begin with. Um, I know some of the item descriptions will say it's like carved in the image of some, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. sorcerer yep. mage in the past or something. But they're cool when they're on other people. And as soon as I put them on, I look just <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> yeah, they do look a little bit goofy. The headwear in this game is definitely the most avant-garde I think it's mm-hmm. been. Uh, just like every helmet seems to have kind of a impractical design oh yeah they Um, all have that one little thing that makes you go but why that why why this was such a cool helmet yeah and then you ruin it with that thing that weird thing usually it's the necks of them (laughs) (laughs) the giraffe necks of the helmets (laughs) yeah i can't really get behind those either no um so yeah someone's cool she 
I forget all of the things that she tells you. She starts a quest with um, kind of some fetch, mm-hmm. fetch quest stuff. She talks about how she's um, kind of a reviled witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she reminds me a lot of Beatrice, Beatrix, Beat the the sorceress, dark sorceress lady from Dark Souls Three. Oh, not Beatrice at all. Um, that was from Dark Souls One. People are screaming. Oh, I don't remember I her said name. <laughs> this would be one of those great moments to edit out, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, what is that sorceress's name? I can all. I almost said it. I'm just so mad. <laughs> Good to know that a skinny little heretic can still turn some heads. Uh, It's not Carla. Carla! Yes. All this is staying in. All this is staying in. Oh, boy. She reminds me a lot of Carla from Dark Souls 3. Oh, yeah. What a good reference. What a quick reference that we knew. Um, But yeah, she kind of reminds you because she says uh, for right off the bat, like, oh, you want to take lessons from me? Like, people don't like me. I'm mm-hmm. just warning you, which I always like is a nice FromSoft trope where they someone tells you they're bad, but then it treats you very nicely. Oh, yeah. And kind of like, you know, throws your thinking for a loop. I mean, it's cult leader 101 right oh, there. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Expect grievances, but I'm going to be pretty nice to you. you yeah, know? exactly. But that so then it's kind of like when she does her evil stuff later Mm -hmm. you know she can kind of just be like (laughs) told you yeah you knew this when you signed up you knew this when you signed up i told you oh man they're so good at making us accomplices to like just horrendous (laughs) horrendous inhumane acts war crimes yeah oh yeah well anyways we'll get to that later um but yeah she's really great another barefoot lady in these games yeah there's some there are some grievances Yes, I I have some grievances. Yeah, with this. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if I would trust Miyazaki <laughs> just the same way I wouldn't trust like Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> and in the same way that I would almost never trust a From Software or Tarantino fan because <laughs> they all seem to be into that, and I just uh, it's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. fringy stuff that's not great. <laughs> no, no, definitely not not into the the from soft uh, the foot soft culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really pleasantly surprised that there have been no lotion related items or quests <laughs> in these games. There was sticky white stuff in uh Demon Souls. Uh, <laughs> that was your magic grease. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Well, Demon Souls notwithstanding, yes, yeah, I'm yeah. pleasantly surprised at the lack of it and everything after. <laughs> uh, last NPC that we haven't talked about much is uh, Warmaster Bernal. Mm-hmm. Mr. Zvi. Yeah, he has the Zvi hander. And I did not know where the heck to get that weapon for the longest time. Yep, I, like, I didn't either. He has it, but where do I get it? Yeah. And I don't think you can get it from killing him. I believe you just get his armor. Yeah. Which that's okay, but it's not it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. But that was the little that was the little moment that gave me the inkling like, oh, okay, good. 
we're this is gonna be i'm gonna like this game yeah <laughs> good this is why anders here, why anders here. <laughs> everything's fine i'm sure i can make a giant dad build <laughs> <laughs> uh but he doesn't tell you much at all no I mean, he just basically says that he was a warrior mm-hmm. and now he just, just kind of doesn't have an army and he's just teaching people. Uh, Ashes of War, basically. Yeah, Ashes of War. Which this was, I met him at a time where I didn't understand the Ashes of War thing. And so I did not purchase the most valuable Ash of War of all. No skill? No skill. Yeah. So now I don't have it. He's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to be able to get it until New Game Plus, which makes me very, very sad because yeah. there's some shields that I've wanted to use. But Yeah, no skill is nice. Um, I don't think I... At this point, I was I did not have the scythe yet. I believe I was going for my... Uh, rapier fencer build mm-hmm. and so all of his things were kind of heavy weapon related mm-hmm. so i didn't i didn't use any of his stuff yeah i should have stinking i the, it was the one time that i didn't do my completionist logic of i should buy everything from this merchant right away and they suffered the, for it yep i'm uh, still suffering still suffering <sighs> yeah i i I like him. I like his quest. I like his armor, mm-hmm. but I don't really have much to say about him now. No. no, he's kind of a drab personality. Yeah, he just seems like a big sword man. Yeah, yeah, but he gets a little more interesting. Um, I don't know. I think he kind of falls under that, like from software thing where they. I mean, even more, he got. I feel like he got shafted because they have like a cool, distinct armor set and a look that's different from people in the series, and maybe they hint at where they're from but mm-hmm. then they just kind of are like that's all you get yeah it's kind of like uh like mira mm. you know like they had luca teal oh and, yes uh, the, her brother and they had like such a distinct style and, and look but they also had distinct personalities and that's i think the other there's so many great like voice actors and stuff involved in this and I feel like, and this is nothing against that voice actor, but I feel like the direction that they went Shade with, alert. No, no, no. I respect all voice actors. <laughs> they have a very hard job. But I feel like just maybe there wasn't, maybe there wasn't as much focus on the writing for his dialogue where there wasn't as much for whoever was doing the voice acting for him to really yeah. like. He j- he was just like, he made very little impression aside from like, oh, good, Zweihander's in this game. Well, and he has such a big role later in the game, or I guess not a big role, but they place him in such kind of an important position, almost like at your level mm-hmm. by the end of the game. You know, he's supposed to be kind of a parallel to you, I believe. And it's just, yeah, they kind of gave him. He just didn't have no much to do cool, yeah. cool things with. He wasn't making fun of my maidenless state. He well, wasn't telling me I wasn't smart enough to be an apprentice. And I don't know if you have looked at any of like the cut content stuff. But like they made a whole character for the mimic tier and a whole quest about the mimic tier. Really? Yeah, but like Bernal, Bernal can't get a few like decent lines of dialogue, yeah. you know? Man, I kind of hope some of that cut content stuff is the DLC. The I only stuff I was too. aware of was the Scottish armor that the got Scottish cut. Scottish armor? Yeah, there's like a there's a whole like Braveheart set almost. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, there's a big sleep quest that got cut. Oh. I, I, to me, I think that that is 
this is probably not related to our topic at all, but no, that's okay. I think that that's going to be in the DLC because okay. they made a whole like bestiary of um, mm. like all the enemies and you can like put them to sleep and then get their like sleep dust or data and you have like a, yeah. There's going to be Pokemon in this game? Yeah. It, it looks pretty cool oh that actually that sounds amazing and i'm like and they talk about this like data miners find this in the game and they're like oh it didn't make the final cut i'm like i think they're probably just you know backloading content and, yeah that could be and when it's the right time they'll just unlock it and it'll be like oh yeah you can play new game plus but there's all these new quests at different points of the game rather than just having like three big end game levels mm-hmm. like they kind of did with the other dlc yeah or two Okay, cool. Um, anything to say about uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything to say about NPCs? I mean, yeah, lots of things to say about NPCs in general in, in this in this game, like and all of their games. The combat's always fun. The level design is always fun. The enemies are always fun. The NPCs are what I keep coming back for most of the time. Just indeed the mystery of them. The like. In the past, the crazy ways that you would have to, like, complete these quests with yeah. absolutely no help. No instruction. You know. But, like, a lot of the NPC journeys are the things that stick with me in in those games. More so than even the gameplay. And that's not a shot at the gameplay. Like, I love the gameplay. But, like, I will always love the Onion Knights. I oh, will yeah. always love Havel references even yep. though you don't even get to really talk to him at all. Yeah. I'll always love the whiny guy at the start of yep. uh, of uh, DS1 at the first bonfire. Yep. Like, you know, all that stuff I'm always going to like. Yeah, I think it's all it's good. It's going to stick with me. And, and I think a lot of the characters in this game have that same staying power where it's like, man, that was the, that was the game with, that was the game with Bach. <laughs> that was one of the games with Patches. That was the game with Alexander. Like, yep. that's probably the one even that'll stick with me the most. But, like, I, I love the NPCs in FromSoft. I love them to death. Almost every single time. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Who do you think was your favorite in this area? In this area? In, we're talking just in Limgrave, right? Yeah, just the ones we, we discussed for this. I mean, it's Patches. Patches. <laughs> it's 100% Patches. If we're talking ones that, like are unique to yeah. this game unique elden ring yeah things. unique elden ring i'm gonna go with vare is like just so memorable yeah <laughs> and that and he's such a good first impression of like oh what in the world is this guy up to like it's so great i'm i'm a there's nobler npcs for sure but that's that's if it's not patches, that's who's sticking with me too. <laughs> yeah, I really like Vare. I really like Selen. Um I don't know, I kinda I kinda like Roderica because I thought it was a nice different take on the crestfallen mm-hmm. warrior. And I I like that I thought that was that was the moment too with Rod- Roderica where I I really felt the George R. R. Martin influence a lot. Mm. Because usually we have these kind of like very grand themes at work with the npcs where they're they're very like distinct uh big brush strokes where it's trying to convey some big idea of Mm -hmm. like um hopelessness like uh, the ones that stick out to me are like you know maiden astraea where it's like you know kind of 
settling with hopelessness and and losing sight of of your surroundings and i don't know or like uh i don't know i could name a bunch of other ones but uh i'm not gonna go on too long but the uh the uh, the blah, blah, where did i lost my point pause rodrigo so the <laughs> The NPCs of other games have been painted with these big, broad brush strokes, but mm-hmm. I feel like with Rodrika, I saw this kind of like George R. R. Martin influence because I'm a big George R. R. Martin fan. I read all of his Song of Ice and Fire books, and uh, I saw like these kind of like more human aspects. Like she has the mm-hmm. whole survivor's guilt thing, mm-hmm. and like the like lots of very like personal dialogues where it's less about like this cosmic horror, cosmic truth, and more just about like here's how this person is feeling like in this second, in this day, Mm. in this moment, rather than like, you know, here's an emotion that like is etched into time. Yeah. yeah. So I I like that a lot. So towards the South of West Limgrave, there's an Everjail and there's also an Everjail towards the North. The Everjail towards the South contains a bloodhound knight Darawil. A swell guy, not according to Blythe. We haven't talked about him yet, but um, yeah, Blythe doesn't like him. How do you feel about Bloodhound Knight Darawil? I feel the same way about Darawil that I feel about all of the Bloodhound Knights, which is, man, they look cool when they wear the armor, and I look so stupid when I wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fighting them is kind of a trip, though, Um, at least this first one, because I fought him solo the first time because okay. i didn't know that i could summon for it yeah um because if you do a little bit of a blithe's quest you can summon him you get some cool dialogue and right. you fight him but i think i just fought him solo and he was kind of kid that they have the bloodhound step mm-hmm. you know and then it's like bloodhound step delayed attack which i was not ready for oh yeah um any <laughs> bloodhound step <laughs> <laughs> uh and then you get the uh bloodhound's fang from this dude use that weapon before i like to use that's the claw right uh yes it's yep. the big uh, curved the big sword. curved yeah oh yeah oh yes yep big curved great sword sorry i'm thinking about the bloodhound knight like claws that the no it gets that a little later, later. Ones. that's right yeah the bloodhound's fang i did actually use a whole lot it was like i think the first bleed weapon that i was like stats ready for when mm-hmm. i got it and uh, I always like to try out everything whenever I get it. So if I get like something new and my stats are not where they should be for that yet, I will waste several levels leveling up for that thing. It was the first time that I was like already there. Yeah, it's a fun one. That the the uh, ash of war on it is yes very entertaining to watch. Hard to time, but very mm. entertaining to see. Yeah, have you? Uh... You've done. Did you figure out you could do the follow-up attack with the if you push the right trigger? Yes, I did. Yes, it took me a while when I first started using it. I was I didn't realize I could do that, and then I think I did it by accident. I was like, oh, and then yeah, that carried me through the next oh, yeah. <laughs> section of the yeah. game. Always, always a good thing whenever you get a new weapon in that game. Spend a good twenty minutes just testing out every yeah. possible combination of buttons you can hit. See if anything different yeah. happens. It's good. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Good advice from Drew. Uh, the other, anything else to say about the Bloodhound Knight? I just really wish I looked good in Bloodhound Knight armor. Maybe I, if you could get down on all I fours. I know. I wish that was possible, but 
that would maybe be a little too close to furrydom, and I I don't like furrydom. that. <laughs> okay, well, there are other NPCs in this kind of general area, but I think we're going to save them for when we move towards the west yeah. of Limgrave, and we're going to go straight up the tunnel approach, the castle tunnel approach. The stinking ballista. Um, yes. Oh, I, I think that's the first ballista. That's the first ballista, and it's... It's very far away. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But hate yeah. those things. <laughs> so it's a little combat encounter where there's kind of like a main path. Mm-hmm. There's some blockades and soldiers that you can see. Mm-hmm. There's a ballista at the top of the hill. And then as you start to fight your way up, then like soldiers come out of the woodwork. Yeah. And start kind of ambushing you. Yep. Which I thought was really Or fun. you can kind of go... You can kind of sketchily go around. Yeah find a jellyfish graveyard thing mm-hmm. you know go up that way yeah. and make your way kind of from the back of them which was what, what I, I eventually did <laughs> yeah i think that's what i did i stealthed through the bushes yeah took them out with backstabs but then we get to the castle approach tunnel and um our first like big main story boss the fog market yes indeed. all right so we probably just heard margaret's boss music he has great ones. Yeah, he does. Um, but we get a little cutscene too. Mm-hmm. I love seeing my character in cutscenes. I do too, because I usually look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes me right out of it. Yep. But I was very thrilled that we got an actual cutscene and not just still frames, because that was my little worry about the opening oh, cinematic. Yeah. Because I'm used to the opening cinematics in these games being cinematics you yep. know dark souls one really spoiled me with the whole like war and all that stuff yep. and so it was really nice to see like a cinematic again mm-hmm. and it's cool and different to see characters because i didn't i didn't get to play sekiro yet it's cool to see the characters like with their mouths actually moving talking yeah. to you oh wow yeah spoil yeah. us yeah it's it's wild and so yeah margaret just design wise super interesting to look at yeah really great like nasty ratty robe mm-hmm. you know just like the everything about it the like jagged horns that are kind of like going every which way yep i mean it really like it it looks like a, a like a beast in suffering yeah you know it looks kind of malformed yeah, yeah. um i we also kind of skimmed over the fact that he like actually turn one of the just normal like enemies roving enemies yeah noble guy he or commoners he turns that one of the commoners is in the parapet and then he turns into margaret you ever notice that oh yeah. i did not notice that that's very it's right at the beginning of the cinematic it from far away you can see it's a commoner standing there and then it's a big flash of golden light and it becomes margaret is it a commoner that turns into him or is it the gatekeeper I think it's just well i mean they're kind of the same model but i think it's just a commoner okay um but yeah because if later in the game we have that same thing happen again did you have that encounter mm, where you just meet a commoner and he turns into market no oh okay <laughs> spoilers Ooh, for later in the game spoilers for me <laughs> yeah but if you don't if you don't care to hear this part skip ahead but in uh in uh capital yeah when you take when Lane you Dale? take the yeah, yeah. Landell when you go through the gate in the north part going into Landell where there's all those uh, uh like big giant arrow bolts yeah, in the yeah, ground yeah. 
there's a, a commoner just standing there, and hey, if you come up to him, he turns into Margaret and starts talking to you, and you, Mark, you can fight him as a field boss. Oh. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, New what? Game Plus. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go that route. That's incredible, actually. Yeah. Do you so, get anything from it? Uh, yes, you get the uh, Viridian Amber Medallion plus one. It's a stamina. Oh, dang. Yep. Yeah. Next, next, next time through. Next All right, back through. to. Anyways, back to the non-spoilery <laughs> things. So we see Margaret jump down. He has a big stick. He says that we have a flame of ambition, playing as. No, he doesn't say playing as a lord. He just says flame of ambition. Mm -hmm. And then he fights us. Um, did you like what? What was your what was your setup going into this fight? What was your loadout? Uh, my loadout going into that fight was not an impressive one. <laughs> I think I was kind of still wandering around half naked um i want to say that the weapon that i was using was at that point the claymore i think okay i think it was either the claymore or the bastard sword mm. but it was one of those like great swords and i was i think i was two-handing it yeah at that point and not too much else. I didn't know about like I didn't know what to do with the like the weird greases. Yeah. I didn't have any real magic aspirations, so I wasn't like powering up. So it was just physical damage, yep. big weapon, that sort of thing. And the claymore has always been a favorite of mine. So I, I believe it was the claymore at that point that I was using. Maybe. Yeah, I think I had the it, rapier. It might not have been though. It might have been the bastard sword. Okay. At this point I would have been down to uh yeah, down to the Weeping Peninsula, and I don't remember if you get the Claymore there, or if you get it in Kalid, but I didn't go to Kalid first. So, but I know you get the Bastard Sword, and mm -hmm. so I think I got. I think I was fighting him with a Bastard Sword, and I did horribly. Yeah, yeah, I really did terrible the first time fighting the boss, and I like summoned Rajier. I I summoned some people from. It, you already was, had Rajier. Yeah, he he can he summons he summons on that fight. Really. I believe. I want to say so. I mean, that would make sense for later, but yeah. Because he doesn't, he doesn't talk to you at all. I don't think. Okay. And then you can just summon him as this random. Interesting. Dude. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I had, I was fighting with him, and then I also summoned. So this was like day one, so everybody kind of sucked. So I summoned yeah. people from the internet, and we were all just like fighting him with, you know, like oh, plus three, physical only weapons and stuff, getting our butts kicked. Now I, I literally the other day, not to, to I guess humble brag, but on my level one character first try there you go i mean once you learn the fight it's it's easy yeah, yeah. but man some of those attacks just waiting yeah the just delays. waiting for it like when do i dodge and then you accidentally dodge too soon and he still doesn't hit you and then you dodge too soon again and then you're like i'll be f and then he kills you right right yeah. when you think i'm, I'm gonna be okay and easy i think it hammers home a couple lessons that, <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah one is like delayed attacks yep and then the other one is um, enemies always have way more reach than you think they do. Oh, yeah. Like he well, can hit the you different, from across the The crack. different attacks at different distances, yeah. too. Like you do not get rewarded for staying close, but you don't get rewarded for keeping your distance either. No, they'll throw you knives know? at you and then do a jumping attack. I don't know. I feel like the jumping attacks are the easiest ones to punish. Oh, sure. Opinion. Once absolutely. you learn the timings, yep. but the first time you, you don't know yeah. it, so you're just Oh, dying. absolutely. And there's also edges in the boss arena, yes, which I thought indeed. was absolutely cruel. Yeah, and, and they're edges that don't apply to your enemies. They just apply <laughs> yeah, right. to you. <laughs> He'll jump back and hit an invisible wall. Yeah. And just coast down. Yep. And I try to dodge back, and I, I fall to you my just death. Just fall right off. Yeah, absolutely. I think for that fight, 
it took me i mean it took me probably two days of yeah. just like coming back and trying it and trying it and yep. trying it before i got it and uh, when i got it i didn't feel like i deserved the win but goodness was i happy about it I yeah. was like, yes finally um so margaret has two phases mm-hmm. um the first phase i thought was was pretty bad but on 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 not bad in a in a bad way but it was just very difficult but then coming in with the second phase where he pulls out the giant hammer mm-hmm. i was just thought the boss was impossible yeah you know but uh, again there's a lot of lot of windows to punish especially compared to some of the later game bosses right my my friend jody uh and i were talking about bosses in that game like early on when i was getting to him and jody was like yeah this is the litmus test to tell you if you're like skilled enough to go forward with that game and i was like how many litmus tests (laughs) tests goodness can't speak are there because it feels like every time i encounter anything it's the this is the test to tell you if you're going to be able to make it through the game how many it can't be the whole game turns out it is it is the whole game yeah (laughs) but yeah i just i remember feeling like so relieved when i beat him and then got to that like little bonfire and then saw Stormvale for the first time like really yeah and as like same time as the impression that it left on me of like whoa this is a crazy visual i also stopped playing the game for like three days oh because i was so like it was that relief but it was also like i don't know how much more of that i can do need a little break yep yeah i definitely had a few moments like that in this game because it is just it's massive Mm -hmm. and some of the difficulty spikes if you have certain builds i think they're just kind of brutal Mm -hmm. but i mean it's balanced out with like you know you can come back at any time absolutely and you got spirit summons because i don't think i beat margit until maybe i beat him by the help of like summoning but i i didn't after that i went south yeah because i was like okay well that was really really hard yeah. i need some better gear and some more levels and so see i was like i'll find better gear after him <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, you had already got, been... he's got to be yeah he's got to be hiding some pretty sweet stuff back yeah. there <laughs> well you had already been down to weaving peninsula that's that point, true right? yep. yeah okay well any final thoughts on margaret final thoughts on margaret another fantastic voice actor yes just indeed. like so I'm I'm so used to the Elder Scrolls of like you get the same voice actor doing like 60 characters. <laughs> and so it's really fun to see this many different speaking characters yes. and all of them be so distinctly mm-hmm. different. And uh I just thought that, you know, the way they wrote out his dialogue, it was so like I don't know. It was so like comically Shakespearean to me. Yeah. But in an endearing kind of way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, I don't think anyone else is like speaking like this man or yeah. whatever omen, right? Well, and I think it also, I love the way, just to jump off that tangent, I love the way that the characters who are really, really old speak in more of an archaic mm-hmm. way. Like yes. Margaret, we find out later, is really, really old. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, we're not. Yeah. You know, some of the other characters are, are younger in the world and they speak more colloquially yeah colloquially Colloquially. yeah yeah they're using a lot of street slang and stuff yeah yeah in it maidenless yeah yeah finna yeah (laughs) finna sounds like one of ronnie's like (laughs) one of her aliases yes 
I'm Finna the witch. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, so Margaret was good. Um, we missed a few things, obviously, because we'll we there. we we'll, were uh, get them. We had a little bit of technical issues on this first first runaround, but we we didn't forget about about Bach and about Selin and about uh, Bernal and, and Alexander and Patches. Yeah. A lot of NPCs and tunnels to talk about, but that was West Limgrave. Any final thoughts on the beginning of the game or this area in general? Uh, I would say overall rating of that area out of 10, I'd give it a 7.5. Okay. 7.5. 7.5. I know a lot of people that were like, Limgrave was the best part of the whole game and it only went south from there. Well, it doesn't only go south. Weeping Peninsula is south. Most of the rest of it's north. Most of the rest of it's north. <laughs> but... Uh, no, I thought it was a real strong place to begin. Yeah. It's got some fun things to go back to, which I hate going back places. Yeah. It's got some fun places to revisit. Um, and I think it's like one of those great moments in a big game where you start out weak as heck. And, yeah. you know, eventually you get to come back there and <laughs> destroy yeah. everything easily. For sure. But it's it was challenging, a good challenging starting point. Mm-hmm. Not so frustrating that it makes you want to stop playing forever yeah so yeah Yeah. so how about you what how what are your final thoughts on the area (laughs) uh well i thought i don't know i i have to think about my rating i need to talk through it because i i might have just let my my excitement and exuberance on my first playthrough really taint my idea of (laughs) hopefully not a mad (laughs) put a mad taint in my idea (laughs) of the first area but i think it um it has a lot of foreshadowing, which mm. I really appreciate. And I didn't appreciate the first time. So honestly, I would probably give it like a little higher than you. I'd probably say like an 8.5. All right. I really appreciated that it wasn't, it, it was kind of a subversion of our expectations and that it wasn't a completely like ruined, desolate yeah. uh, kingdom where everything has gone wrong. It was still like still alive you still saw like with the the sacrificial carts and stuff bringing the tribute like there is still some sort of like ruling class or mm-hmm. or somebody but they feel very far away from this kind of like rural area um where everything is it almost seems like nature's kind of taking over we see all the the ruins and stuff and we see a lot of things scattered from like different places like we saw the beast man oh yeah and he like doesn't belong there mm-hmm. and um, some of the other bosses that we didn't even touch on, like the Crucible Knight, it's like mm-hmm. they seem like they don't belong in this place. So I don't know. I think I would give it a little higher than 7.5 just because I think it really, to me, wet my appetite of like, okay, if this is, they're kind of playing the cards close to the vest. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it has a lot of those little things that just make me want to keep playing the game uh, as opposed to maybe some of the areas that, like we said, kind of contributed to the Elden fatigue. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, where it was like, it wasn't like a, finally, when I beat Martin. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. A, oh my gosh, I feel like I barely scratched the surface. I want to come back tomorrow and play this. Sure. I mean, you maybe kind of had a finally moment, but... Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I tried to find every nook and cranny before moving on from the area, so yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, 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 a little bit more uh, severe than that. Final, final random question. Yeah. Did you ever hang out outside the Church of Ella at night? And get attacked by the bell bearing hunter? No, the bell bearing hunters. That's no, that's north. What is yeah. it around Church of Ella at night? The screaming. Oh, 
Did you ever experience that? I found screaming, but not there. Do you know where it came from? No. You know uh, all of the all of the crosses. Oh yeah, the corpse come alive, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's then they terrifying. shriek all oh, night. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't find that at the Church of Ella. Yeah, talk about foreshadowing, like taking somewhere that's like this is a nice place. Yeah, and then just at night ruining it. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> well, cool. Any uh, anything to send us off with? Play Elden Ring. Play Elden Ring. It's a fun game. <laughs> it's a super fun game, yeah. And we'll be back for more Limgrave discussion later. Woo! Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Maidenless Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And leave us a review, even if you hated it. Especially if you hated it. Next episode, we'll be covering East Limgrave and Stormvale Castle. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you hate that. <laughs>